You suck, Chris. Welcome in, everyone, at long last to episode 103 of the Barely Educated Podcast. I'm Mark Jansen, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Teichler. I've done it again to poor Chris, where we had to record in the morning. So this is why we need a YouTube channel, so everyone can <laughs> gaze and wonder at our morning expressions. So if Chris sounds a little bit like he's waking up, this is this is my fault, because he guzzles his coffee. Chris, other than mad that I made you wake up, how are you? I'm not mad. I'm doing okay. fine. Yeah. I think, didn't I suggest this time anyway? Actually, this was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I when I laid out the options, this was your, your choice. Yes, true, yeah. true, true. Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm in the, uh, we have a crazy end of the semester. Always. The spring always seems like it's nuts mm-hmm. at the end. Yep. And everything's just kind of truncated. <laughs> so I got tons of performances and we've got, we're hosting some events and yeah, it's just, Ooh, it's nuts, but uh, otherwise, doing well. Ready to talk yeah, well, some bears. The, uh, talking bears. So we, we go live just after we saw the tweets by Benjamin Albright about his personal <laughs> life. And I'm only pointing this out because he was such a notorious Fields hater. But man, that was that's an interesting thread. I yeah, uh, do not recommend out. that approach on Twitter. I hope he gets whatever help he might need because it seems like he's in a weird spot right now. Very weird. Yeah. Are you stupid or something? But I did audibly laugh at Jacob and Fonte's tweet that this could all have been avoided if the Bear, if the Broncos had just drafted Justin <laughs> Fields. I was like, you know, as cousin Nate put it, cousin oh, he's Nate. made coffee. Oh, he did it anyway. <laughs> you know, as he put it, you ruffle enough feathers, being an ass hat, you're gonna get dunked on. That's and, true. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but Life yeah, words, cousin Nate. That's kind of kind of a weird thing to break on the old bears twitter right before we hit the record button but we are here to talk about the off season such as it's completed up to this point what is this good friday it is good friday yes so we we last recorded after the dj Moore trade which is still an awesome trade yes and that was like a month ago already We're... yeah well somebody was out of town a whole bunch i know i know i'm sorry i was uh, on tour with my school's choir and brass ensemble and um Kind of putting feelers out too. We spent some time in the Denver area, so it's like, hey, so what are you going to do about quarterback? <laughs> yeah, it, not only did you troll Denver, you trolled all your Facebook followers with your your trip updates, which would be like pictures of the bus and gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that one gas station that was awesome. No, I, I don't know. Well, Bucky's, I put that's the awesome gas station. I put some uh, mountain pictures. Eventually, you too, got around right? to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how long were you gone? 11 days. Yikes. The That's almost my trip to break. Egypt. Yeah. Well, you're like a week off from it being the trip to Egypt, but still that's a lot. That's a whole the whole break cuz the weekends on either side of the week off. Yep. We left on the Thursday uh last week of classes before break, so missed two days of classes and then we got back Monday after spring break at 6:30 a.m. It was pretty dreadful. That's awful. Yeah. No wonder it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. But he's back. He's back. Better than ever. Uh, Ready to fire off the Homer hot takes. <laughs> yes, Look, sir. That I can do. <laughs> you, 
I love the DJ Moore trade. I continue to think yes. that was an excellent return, and they fixed the one of the two biggest problems, or three, depending on how you want to look at it. I guess you could say receiver and both lines. And I thought that was actually the one they would be the most unrealistic for them to fix. And he's easily the best guy, quote, available, but he's only available because you lost those meaningless games in December, everyone. Let's just remember, that's why it matters to not win pointless games. Someone wake Dan Weeder up and tell him. <laughs> As I said yeah. the other day, I don't want him covering DJ Moore. He does not get to talk to DJ Moore. That, that's his punishment. <laughs> no, sir, you've lost the privilege. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure what I think of free agency, to be honest with you. You got your linebackers. Yes, you did. Uh, does that surprise you that they uh, went all in on the linebackers like that? Like right away, too. Weren't those the first two signings? A, that they signed one, not so much. I mean, that was your called it, really. Getting a linebacker, um, I did. Call, I even asked. I even wanted Edmonds. Remember that yeah, episode? Yeah, I like, that one. Here's my wish list. It was yeah. like T.J. Edwards, and like, okay, woo, that's a nice contract. Wow, that's a bargain. Oh, local kid coming home. Blah 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 blah. And then, like a couple hours later, bigger deal for Tremaine Edmonds. So Edwards and Edmonds, that won't trip anyone up. No, spot. no, never. And I uh, Dick Stockton's not I, doing games still, is he? I, <laughs> I mean. I think the logic that Poles is using is just consistently best available, highest rated player he likes the most. He he's consistent with that. Uh, I think that's going to be interesting on draft night, by the way. But more on that, I guess later. Mm -hmm. But he didn't want any of the tackles at the money they were asking, so he didn't sign any of them. Mm. And he likes Edmonds better than all those guys, even though it's not as valuable a position. And that's just. That seems to be the strategy. I'm not sure what to make of it. I mean, I think the defense is better than it was. Yes, for sure. The Bears still stink on both lines. <laughs> yes, they do. Now, they've signed a few guys for the defensive line, and they signed Nate Davis, who's actually a good player. I was talking to Titans friends down here, mm, and then okay. one guy was like, he's like, I was mad about Nate Davis leaving. He's like, you won't notice him. I'm like, oh, that sounds good delightful it i would does. love an offensive lineman i don't even notice mm -hmm. that would be yep. perfect and he's interior right he's a guard yeah but so even that though the, is kind of weird because he plays right guard exclusively in his career i think and your right guard was your most talented lineman last year though he does have injury concerns so are they moving jenkins to left guard and white hair to center that's a, definitely an upgrade over what it was last year it is it is yeah I, there's going to be more though there's going to be yeah. Um, well, yeah. is Jenkins playing right tackle? Is he playing left guard? Are you are you employing logic like let's shore up the middle of the line because Fields can take care of dodging an end better than he can pressure in his face? Possibly. Is Perhaps. Cody Whitehair going to be a good center after four years not playing center? Uh, I mean, I, what what is the plan on the line is a fair question. Yeah. Maybe there isn't necessarily a plan, but just a let's get bodies and sort it out later maybe i, I hope know. not that seems a little reckless i mean obviously the draft is the other domino here and probably the most likely first round pick position is tackle offensive tackle still but the draft could go a bunch of different ways there's no telling at the moment i'm just a little concerned that they haven't done anything at right tackle yet yeah i am um... or center like i don't know what the planet center is but that was a dreadful position for the bears too i have a feeling they're gonna draft a center there's several They'll probably good... draft one of each there's several good center prospects True. in the draft so it so wouldn't surprise want... me do you Go want ahead. two rookies on your line 
starting with a second year player and a third year player and a veteran? Uh, I mean, I didn't think of that. Um, are the Bears that, young enough that they don't care? Might as well. Yes, that's yeah. I would definitely think that's probably the case. And and to be fair, McGlinchey got way overpaid with mm-hmm. the injury history and mm-hmm. the play kind of not really recovering from the torn hamstring or whatever it was. And everybody that scouts and all the gay, Greg Gabriels and all those guys say that Orlando Brown wasn't a scheme fit. I, I don't understand. Everybody goes ballistic about that. I'm not sure what I think of that. We could probably return to that, but it, you can argue that the only way to really get your bookend tackle that you keep for 10 years is the draft. Yes. I think that's absolutely the case. So if they do that, that helps a lot, but if they go mm-hmm. corner, because that's best available. Okay, what's the plan of tackle comes right back to mind. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do, and that wouldn't surprise me. If, that wouldn't uh, surprise me at all. I think that's the second most likely scenario. Actually, Witherspoon, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, if he's there at nine, or Christian Gonzalez, could see the or Christian Gonzalez. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think the most likely scenario is tackle. I think actually the second most likely scenario to correct myself a second ago is probably a trade back, mm. and third most likely scenario might be something like a corner. Mm. You don't see a wide receiver. You don't see like. Uh... I mean, I. I mean, I could see anything because Poles might just stick to his board. I think he could very well just be that guy. Um, maybe he picks JSN at nine. I highly doubt it, but it's not, nothing's too. nothing's able to be ruled out right now. There's only like, and I would say the strategy should be if you're thinking long term, best available player sands a couple positions. You're solid. Like you don't need a linebacker now. True. Yeah, you I don't would... need a safety. You don't need a QB. You don't really need a tight end not at the top of the draft. Anything beyond that, you could make a case for best player at that position, probably. Yeah, they're they're still bad enough that that is not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to look at the draft. So, like, edge is really deep. You could definitely get an edge in the second in this particular yes. draft, which is not typical. So you probably should for sure do that. I would like the second-round picks to be edge and center. Mm-hmm. But then if you do corner in the first, when are you getting your tackle? Third? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I think the free agency approach has been curious because I feel like they've painted themselves into a little bit of a corner. Mm, interesting, yeah. And there then are... Jalen Carter's sort of the ultimate wild card and all yeah. this. Yeah, you want to discuss that? I, if he's there at nine, do you fear Probably or not? Do you think I wouldn't do that, I don't think. I yeah, mean, I... I know the Warren Sapp thing, and these guys sometimes recover from sort of young man mistakes but this was way more than just a little bitty mistake yeah and um just reading between the lines of what Paul says it sounds like unless he's deflecting and lying you know maybe it sounds like he's not which he's not been lying really like he hasn't too honest (laughs) (laughs) really he's like the opposite (laughs) yeah so that would i would not expect uh jaylen carter to be selected if he's there maybe he's, he's like the biggest question in the whole draft he could go anywhere from five to 20 it feels, seems like i think he'd last the second round to the second no. round. i don't yeah if somehow he unless did, he does all the visits like if he stinks at all his visits too which is apparently possible I mean, gosh that pro day but <laughs> also think about the mental condition mm-hmm. he's in after two friends died mm-hmm. when he was racing him allegedly i mean like there's definitely reasons to explain the pro day. It's just the total package of concerns now. Here's the the Bears can't whiff on this. Yeah. So, 
Give me Skaronsky. Give me Paris Johnson. That's the smartest play for this roster. That's a good value at nine if they're there. But there's a scenario, too, if one of the QBs doesn't go when we think where the tackles are gone that you would pick at nine. Mm. So Did trade you... down, I think, is definitely yep. a major option here. Yeah, I agree. So back to free agency. Free agency. Even though I wish they had improved the lines more, and we're doing the journeyman thing again on the D-line, by the way. It's like, I don't know. I don't love that approach. But I do love the DJ Moore trade, and I do love swapping out Roquan for Tremaine Edmonds, who's better fitting the scheme. He's not a better player, but he better fits the scheme, supposedly. Mm -hmm. He's much taller, so that whole like pain to throw it over the middle, over the huge middle linebacker thing is one of the reasons they're doing this Correct. and he's younger and above all they swapped Roquan and his pay for Tremaine Edmonds a second and part of the pay for Edwards. Hmm. Like that's how much more Roquan's making now. Like yeah. that's great process. Yeah. Even if I don't value the position as much as they do, if they know they need it for their scheme, I can defer to them on that and let's see what happens. And Roquan may not have a quarterback on his team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so suddenly the Bears coverage looks pretty good. Yes, it and does. the D line is still terrible. And I'm I'm sure you've heard this before. Uh they've talked about it a lot, but the the uh comp when Tremaine Edwards I did it. I just did it. I there it Tremaine is. Edwards. Sure to trip up nobody. Yep. Couldn't yep. even get through an episode. <laughs> Tremaine Edwards, my friend. You suck, Chris. <laughs> the, the Edmonds comp was Brian Erlacher. And that's a pretty good comp, especially for this defense. You know? Yeah, let's. I mean, let's not put that expectation on them. Exactly. No, 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 I know, no, yeah, I know you no. don't mean it that way, mm-hmm. but the body type—that's kind of what I'm getting at with the whole coverage thing. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Maybe. I mean, he's probably just as athletic. He hasn't produced quite to that level, but no. he's been good. He's definitely been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a t- effectively a two or three year deal, so that is not really a problem moving forward. Mm-hmm. But you know. So there's there's good and bad, and this is one thing that's always weird to me on Twitter is all the people who just love polls and all the people who just hate polls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, <laughs> he's done some good things and he's done some questionable things. Like, enough. Just examine the case by case basis. Quit right. being so polarizing and hyperbolic in your views. I think he signed a bunch of D linemen that, if we're honest, most of us haven't heard of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, because I'm going to get to the part now where I'm kind of criticizing the approach. I've praised it. Yep. Let's be fair. Had you, how many of those guys they signed last year had you heard of before they were Bears? Uh, like I'd heard two. of Byron Pringle. <laughs> yes, so Pringle. Who's mm-hmm. your other one? Maybe just Patrick. One. No, I hadn't heard of Lucas. Patrick. I hadn't heard of Patrick. No. All these people on Twitter act like they knew all this stuff about Patrick. You didn't know yeah. anything about Patrick. Shut up. <laughs> He's a journeyman backup. You didn't know anything about him until the Bears were interested in him. Until people that do this professionally started saying the Bears might sign him. Nobody, none of the fans on their high horses knew anything about Lucas Patrick. The other one I knew only a tiny bit about was Justin Jones. Mm, no, I didn't I know anything about either. Morrow. I didn't know anything about Patrick. I didn't. I don't even remember the others. Oh, I guess Economy of St. Brown, I would have heard of him. Yes. So the two receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Dante Pettis, had to look no. him up. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like I everybody do. acts yeah. like they got all these strong. Get out of here! You have not heard of the dude from the Raiders that they just signed until the Bears <laughs> signed him. I don't even remember his name. 
Now, Demarcus Walker, I knew because of being down here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Seven sacks is a pretty solid season, mm-hmm. but he's not a he's not a game changer. None of these oh. guys are great. Like it's the same approach with be careful with the money, sign guys on the upswing, and hope you hit a hit hit a double with one of them. Mm-hmm. How well did that work last year? Let's just be honest. Well, not so good. <laughs> ah, we tanked for the number one pick. It was perfect. We're doing it again. <laughs> Let's run it back. Three and 14. Nobody wants this twice, is what? my point. You had enough money to sign Draymond Jones to be your three tech. Why haven't you done that? Maybe they're looking draft. Maybe For, maybe he's for got... another big need. Maybe there'll um, be a trade for Buckner draft day. I don't that, know. That wouldn't surprise me, actually. They're... I'm just saying the criticism here is obvious. Mm-hmm. You're still feeling filling some key spots on your team with these younger guys who haven't done a whole lot yet. It didn't work all that well last year. And you're putting an awful lot on the draft, as you should build through the draft. Yes. But how realistic is it to get starters at edge, three-tech, right tackle, and center out of a draft? I mean, yeah, man. No. Not likely. Nah, Not so likely. something's got to give there, and maybe it will. They did just sign another young up-and-coming defensive lineman yesterday who had six and a half sacks two years ago. Like, that's the big claim to fame for Rasheen Green. It's like, uh, what did he do last year then? Why are we citing two years ago? You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is, it, is it likely better than last year's D-line? I mean, that's basically the worst D-line I think I've ever seen in, mm-hmm. in a Bears team field after the Quinn trade. So probably – Good enough to matter? Not really. Do we care? Oh, maybe not. Let's let's build around Justin. Let's get that tackle first, and maybe I don't care that much about the D this whole year. Yeah, we just need to remember too that they're not going to be contenders this year. They'll be better, you know, that we can expect. And I mean, as um, much as I hate it, they probably are maxing out at seven, eight wins. That's absolute that's, max. So and doubling their wins, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, which doubling their wins, my friend. But I hate that mentality because the NFL you can build quick. You know, mm-hmm. the Jaguars went worse to first and won a playoff game. Well, the Bears could make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't think they, they beat the Lions could. for the division. No, they no, could. no, I don't think so either. No, but I mean, if they win, if they could squeak out to nine wins, you know, maybe. So my only my point in bringing all there. that up is simply we had the money to burn. And they didn't burn it, which is good in the sense that spending recklessly is, is one of the worst things you can do. But the roster is still very much incomplete. And, mm-hmm. and I wish I, I wish just one more position was really settled so that they're not so mm. – I don't know if desperate is too strong a word. But it feels like they're going to be kind of desperate for a couple spots on draft night. And it, I don't know. It, we're going to go into next year with a lot of cap space again. Yeah. And you're going to hope the Carolina pick is super high, and you might your own pick might be fairly high. Which so it's like it's going to be a reboot, and then the next year they're supposed to contend for real. I think is the plan. It is yeah, nice that they have so. a plan that you mm-hmm. can kind of see. I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't we're not winging it like we were. So there's a lot to like. There are some things to be critical of, and I just think it's okay to have some nuance there. Absolutely, we're not really in a culture that thrives on nuance no and that's one of our biggest problems honestly (laughs) Mm -hmm. not to get into the politics but i think everybody knows oh oh yeah oh yeah everybody knows um Mm -hmm. i think the key to this offseason and not getting to where i'm like really irritated with it again is still the dj Moore trade because you're like oh they didn't fix it yeah but they got that receiving pecking Mm -hmm. oh yeah right that is a big deal okay cool i'm still happy (laughs) that makes i I can't say enough about what putting him at one does for the rest of that core right yeah 
bumps everyone down an expectation level, which makes the whole wide receiver room much better. Totally. Knock on wood with Mooney and Claypool staying healthy, but we haven't seen Darnell Mooney covered by the second or third worst corner on a team. That's right. Like, that Mm -hmm. could be fun. Yes, it could. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So what did you think about losing David Montgomery? Um, to the Lions. That that was the hardest part. That he's gonna. We're still gonna see him twice a year. That that to me stung. Yeah, but I kind of have this goofy fondness for the Lions and Dan Campbell. And we did the Lions Reddit and Twitter bit back at the beginning of the pod. Mm -hmm. It's fun seeing the team that has been so bad finally get kind of good, and I'm happy for the suffering fans there. Like I will absolutely pick the Lions if I'm not going to win the division over the other two teams any day. Sure. Yeah. Totally agree. But. They're going to have to knock it off once the Bears are ready to care about contending again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I saw one Lions guy. I think he might have been the guy with the athletic who said he thinks the plan for the Lions is essentially to, to like max out this year. He doesn't think they'll pick a QB because – and the way he put it was really fun. It was on Hogan Johns. That's what it was. Mm. Baumgartner or something like that is his name. Um, and he was like – the Lions plan, I think, seems to be to maximize the, the window here where the Vikings might have to head to a rebuild. The Packers are basically doing that more on them, of course. <laughs> and get that division before Fields really is fully ramped up and in sync in the passing game. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like hearing that. Say that mm-hmm, again. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is nice to hear. I so, yeah, I don't I don't see them picking a quarterback because because of that window. But the, the the exact logic that I said maybe I wouldn't keep Montgomery for price plus that kind of running back is a luxury when you're bad that you don't need to worry about is yeah. precisely why Detroit should sign him because mm-hmm. they are in the window and a guy that extends drives with tough yards could actually be an asset for him. But they already had it in Jamal Williams who they lost. So they're kind of breaking even there. Yeah. And, you know, running backs, they all of a sudden they just hit a wall and gone, yeah. you know. And uh, there's a logic to never giving one a second contract period. There is. Yeah. This will be year five for Montgomery. That's often where it starts to happen. His he's good in the passing game. He has special effort. Yes. He's not a special back. Mm, Agreed. I mean, you can replace his running production pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And I have heard of Devonta Foreman. So I like that move, by the way, get back to that. (laughs) That's a great low, low, uh, cap hit kind of signing but he's he had a great year after they traded McCaffrey he was Mm. as as effective as anybody in the league for like a seven or eight week stretch guys a lot better than people think I don't know who's the third down back because I know Herbert can't block no I know they signed the guy from the Chargers but they still could use a a more complete back I think in there somewhere but that could be a draft pick later on draft pick like a fourth any interest in B. John Robinson a lot of Bears fans hyping him up on twitter he's amazing yeah but not that he's going in the first round and i do not want them taking a first round running back i'll tell you what i if i trade down to 15 and pick up another one somewhere in there and he's still sitting there for the second one i'd pick him immediately Mm. but he's not Mm. he's gonna go he's gonna go to a good team way higher than that it'll be like the eagles Mm. i'm convinced the eagles are either picking robinson or jalen carter the eagles hmm Think about Carter to the Eagles. That's a team with a culture that can deal with the baggage. Yeah, the Bears yeah. have no business with their lack of veteran leaders yeah. really doing that. But I the don't Eagles, want... it's like kind of perfect for him, probably. I would prefer that than Detroit 
Can you imagine yeah, Carter for real. On Carter and Hutchison. Oh, if it works, that, yeah. like oh. that, and I don't want to be in a situation where I'm rooting for a guy to bust out because of his character. Yeah. Because if he was alive, we'd be like, well, let's hope it doesn't work. Which the only reason it's going to not work is the character, and then that just feels like a crummy thing to root to for. Do, to root for. <laughs> yeah, just, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Detroit, pick your quarterback of the future. Okay, just just do it and let us have a little more peace. Because the quarterback nice. they pick won't work. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or he'll work, but the rest <laughs> of the team will be bad, and they'll trade him. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I Jared Goff had. Maybe his best year ever last year. So I, I mean, th- that's why I think they should do it. They are actually in the perfect transition mm-hmm. QB scenario that everyone yes. knows. Like everyone tries to find that sweet spot when they have a rookie. They actually are there. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But yeah, Bears very likely could be second place in the division. I think that's possible. I think the Vegas odds have them tied with the Vikings as second. Crazy, and oh, both man, ahead man. of the Packers. <laughs> I guess we can do that real quick. Let's do it. While okay. We're here. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, kind of, maybe, sorta. It could happen. It might not, but yes, and maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they're both like actively the GMs. I mean, making comments that hurt their own leverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, do you buy this rumor that the Niners might get involved? You know, I saw that the other or is day. Was that a Green Bay plant? Uh, it could be, yeah. I I don't see that. No, I mean they've invested so much in uh, in Trey Lance in terms of draft capital and everything. They're got to give him. Oh, and then there's the whole they might trade Trey Lance thing, and like that, would dude. That would be one of the dumbest trades of all time if they immediately turn around and trade him. Like the the draft trade was unbelievably expensive to yep. give up on the guy already. I think it's probably just the rumor mill doing what it does or Green Bay trying to get more out of the Jets. Mm -hmm. And the Jets are like, we're not giving you a first. Mm -mm. You don't have a market. So they're trying to drum up one is my suspicion there. And I also am a little skeptical that they would trade him to San Francisco of all teams. Because if we're honest, they probably hate the Niners as much as any team right now. Yeah, (laughs) And they're just going to hand the Niners a conference championship appearance again against the Eagles and then the winner take all. You know what I mean? The only thing the Niners have a question mark at is quarterback, and you're going to trade them Rodgers in the conference. I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. Like I know teams do the whole division and conference thing, and they don't care as much anymore. But I think in this particular case, it's a little different. And he grew, didn't he grow up a Niners fan, Rodgers? Yeah, that's so. given him too much what he wants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that bad blood is legit. I just, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Matt Lafleur saying? We need to temper our expectations of Jordan Love. That's actually pretty solid leadership. It may exactly. seem kind of goofy, but he's right because yes. he, I think he recognizes if people don't knock it off, his first one TD, two interception, 180 yard game, everyone's going to freak out and it's going to be worse for him than trying to get out in front of it would be. Yeah. I know a lot of Bears fans were all excited to dunk on that. Like, Haha, see, Jordan Love isn't good. I don't think that's what he was. I think he was just being honest that Jordan Love will not be a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback when he first takes the starting role. I think that's all that that meant. I thought yeah, there was a lot of what, overreaction to that. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna quit sports if they pull off getting a third straight Hall of Famer. It's not gonna happen. It's it's just like not gonna happen. It's not. But I mean, he quit sports. <laughs> Yeah, all of them. Even baseball. I'm already ready to quit baseball. My manager's an idiot already. 
Yes. We should talk about that so you can gloat. No, no, no. No, it's... I'm serious. What are you doing chewing out the player publicly? Oh, I didn't. When it was a terrible send. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then O'Neill fired back and was like, "Yo, I don't think we should be talking about it publicly." And I'm like, yeah. "You're right." Bad blood brewing. Week one, everybody. Good job, Ollie. Well, that's a shame to see. Yeah, you really hate to see it as a Cubs fan, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. Also, man. the Braves are terrifying. They just beat the Cardinals' brains in for three games. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like we don't give them enough chatter in the baseball world. That is a legit World Series roster. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, any other free agency, free agency thoughts? I mean, it's they're better than they were. They're not yeah. good enough at a couple key spots still, and they got way better at a really important one and way better at a somewhat important one. Yeah, and added depth at tight end with a kid who grew up a Bears fan. That's kind yeah, of what, cool. what's the deal with all the former Chicago area guys? Do you, do you <laughs> like that? Do you go for that? I mean, I know. Oh, sure. That meatball side of me thinks it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was on a tee for you. Well, yeah. Do you do you like Poles? He actually said he thinks it might give him a little extra oomph and stuff. I think he's wrong about that. I the do, professionals. Too. I'd be surprised if he really thinks that. But uh, Yeah, that's a good point. It's yeah. lip service, right? Mm-hmm. But TJ Edwards definitely took a very team-friendly deal, and mm-hmm. you have to question if the Bears fandom is a small part of it. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they do that, are they picking Skaronsky then in the draft? <laughs> Well, he he grew up a Packer fan, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he's from here. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. And went to Northwestern or... Go Cats. Illinois, you know, Devin Weatherspoon. Yeah, that's the roots of the Bears' history right there, U of I. Papa Bear. Hence the colors. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah. That's, yeah, the Bears' first uniforms were old, discarded U of I uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, if Darnell Mooney, changed. speaking of uniforms, changes his number to zero, do we have to go back and edit episode 100 to be like, who's your favorite bear number zero? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. We'd and who's to... your baby, mm. favorite bear number three? Mm. Bear number three. That sounds like one of those numbers that's retired. Yeah, I'm like, you know? when's the last bear to wear that number? I'm going to have to look it up now. I cannot remember. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. I, I'm legitimately drawn a complete blank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got to be an old guy that got retired in like That's the what I'm 60s thinking. or something. Mm-hmm. Like number seven. I believe Hallis was number seven. And you never see a number seven anymore on the bear. I think Bob Avellini was seven in the late 70s early 80s but since then there hasn't been a number seven because that was papa bear's number my friend it's yeah and it's like what like i think number seven's awesome i think it looks good on a jersey too it does yeah like you know like when you have little kids they'll ask you the most random questions you're like i don't know i don't really think about that like what's your favorite number that happened to me (laughs) like a couple weeks ago reagan our four-year-old's like dad what's your favorite number i'm like i don't know seven that's what i picked Oh, no. It's a special so, number. There you yeah. go. Well, Eddie switched it to four, of course, so we could do that next time if you wanted to find a four. There might be others. We could. But I, now I just I have to get to the bottom of this now. I'm very curious. A few moments later. So a couple caveats before I tell you the mysterious man behind jersey number three. Okay. You have done a marvelous job as the pod bears historian. <laughs> Especially from the 1960s on. I think all the listeners could agree. It's been impressive. Mm. We are both, well, I already do. And you're going to feel a little silly at not thinking of this name. 
But we were right about it going way back mm. and being retired forever ago. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Our answer, none other than probably like the third or fourth most famous bear of all time. Oh, Bronco. Oh, really? Nagurski. Nagurski. Wow. 30 to 37, and then again, a little stint in 43. Wow. Back when the fullback was king. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, Nagurski uh, supposedly ran through a line so hard on the goal line that he cracked the bricks at uh, Wrigley Field, right just past the end zone with yeah. his head. That, uh, that's maybe, you know, an apocryphal legend, but... Uh, I mean, there's lots of fun legends about him that I want to share, actually, because why not? It's the offseason. Sure, sure. So from the Windy City Gridiron, full piece on him from like 12 years ago or something. It's it's old, but it's there still. Probably not so much. He was changed. born in Ontario in 1908. Hmm. Canadian-y. Legend is, and I'll quote this part, that Coach Doc Spears was searching for a player who lived in Minnesota's Northwoods and became lost on the unmarked dirt roads. He was a um, University of Minnesota coach in 1926. He came across a young man plowing a field without the aid of a horse. Now think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and asked directions. The young man picked up the plow and quietly pointed the way, and Spears signed him on the spot. <laughs> wow. Well, he didn't need a horse because his name's Bronco. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're so bad. <laughs> Sorry. And actually, that actually comes up when they meet him then, when he's like meets the running backs coach. He's like, mine's Nagurski, Bronco Nagurski. Bronco, huh? That's a strange name. To which he replied, well, Clarence ain't so hot either. <laughs> <laughs> name of the coach. That's funny. <laughs> Is that the In greatest? In 1929, he became the only player ever to be named an All-American at two positions in the same season. Fullback and defensive tackle. Oh, my. And then, wow. as you can guess, along comes Papa Bear. Mm -hmm. He signs him in 1930. Two NFL championships. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Is that the coolest football name ever? Oh, and he, he was a wrestler. He won the NWA title <laughs> three different times. In World wow. Wow. Multi-talented. Then after World War II, back to the Bears. I mean, mm -hmm. pretty amazing life. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. yeah, number three, long retired. I don't know what year they retired it, but definitely done. Yeah, never seen yeah. one. Never seen anyone wearing it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to? No, discuss? I. I think uh, when we meet again, we can uh, maybe have decided what we expect or want polls to do. Maybe uh, just what we want, night. like a full draft thing. Yeah. A couple. Uh, who's your guys? Cool. We to can follow do every radio bit ever that I can remember <laughs> yes. around this time of the year. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. You know, and part of me thinks, you know, trade back again. Just get more picks because the middle rounds are supposed to still have a lot of good players in them. And the Bears just need good players. You know, like uh, don't trade back if it's an absolute stud slip to nine that hasn't got concerns. Like and otherwise, absolutely trade back. Who is that? Do you need stars too? I don't think there is one really. No. I mean, like as a realistic one, it's probably one of the corners if they rate him high enough because Anderson's gone. Carter has concerns. JSN has the injuries. 
Skaronsky's got the short arms, which I think is mostly <laughs> stupid. It is mostly Tell that stupid. to Rashawn Slater. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell that to uh, Jay Hilgenberg. Apparently he I mean, I realize arms. that's not the ideal, but you can make up for it if you're great at the rest of it, which he supposedly is. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Paris Johnson, if he's there. Probably your nine. number one, like, odds on favorite to be the pick. And he's a true left tackle, right? Isn't he? He can play either, and he played yeah, guard okay. in his first year at Ohio State. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. All or right. they could pick uh what is his name? Broderick Jones. What is the he? Georgia tackle? Oh yeah, okay. Then he we might... would have the jerseys say Bro Jones and Bra Jones on the tackles. <laughs> so you gotta think about that and whether you want that. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> the the mean potential there could entertain for ten years. So Hopefully, if you want your tackles around that Forget long, it. that's my easy. vote now. I want that. That'll be <laughs> okay. If the Bears are bad, that'll still entertain us. <laughs> True. Plus, yeah. we, we can never have too many Joneses on a football team. Absolutely not. That is correct. Yeah. Get that quota up. Yeah. All right. Take us out of here. It's getting silly. <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for listening to our latest episode of Barely Educated. We will see you right before the draft. Uh, to get our final thoughts out. And if you have any draft thoughts, send them our way, either on Twitter, uh, at Barely underscore Educated, or email us, barelyeducatedpod at gmail.com. What do you think the Bears at polls should do specifically uh, with the upcoming draft? Thanks, as always, for listening. We will talk to you next time, and uh, bear down. Uh, the Bears. The Bears. The Bears are who we thought they were. Do you watch football? I f- love the Bears.